Good morning, church. <laughs> Thank you. It is a, a blessing to bring the word of God today for me. It's a special occasion because it's this joy in the house of the Lord. Amen? That's what I just wearing my blazer today. Props to my beautiful wife who encouraged me to dress up for you guys today. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about the Advent candle of joy. And we're going to be looking from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. But why don't we start with a prayer? There where you are, let's just uh, close your eyes and let's pray with me. Father God, we give you thanks for your love, God, and for the joy that is, uh, you have given us to us, God. We pray, God, that you open our hearts today as we receive your word. As in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Today is the third Sunday of Advent, and we are working our way around with the candles, right, so of the Advent season. We see that the first candle was represent hope. The second candle represents peace. And today we come to the third candle of the Advent season, that is joy. The common reading for the third Sunday of Advent comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4, which said, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So turn to your neighbor next to you and tell them with a happy face, rejoice. <laughs> That's the excitement, I want to hear it. The rejoice of Stephen. As a result, we can see that the third Sunday of Advent was set aside as a special Sunday. So we often call Gaudete or Gaudit Sunday after the Latin word that means rejoice. So we will be looking at numbers of scriptures this morning and reading related to Christmas and joy, but we will begin with these verses from Luke chapter 2. One of the things people love about Christmas is that truly is a season of joy, don't we? All season long, we celebrate with music, songs, lighting, decoration, the tree, Santa Claus, and a lot of things, you know. So we celebrate also by getting together with family, with friends, by exchanging gifts, and we do these games that is called White Elephant, as Secret Santa, and also... And, all, and, and my in-laws, there is this game that is called, correct me if I'm wrong, Saran Wrap Ball. You know, we put some gift cards in there, and you should see me. Like, it's crazy for me, like, you know, try to win all these prizes in there. But, you know, we, we celebrate by getting together with family, you know, with friends. So it's a joyful time of the year. As we sing together, right, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, this, this song that just popped into my head. But I cannot help feeling that sometimes the world hijacks their joy in the season from the true joy at the center of Christmas. Because when we analyze it, when we, when we realize the real joy of Christmas, uh, it doesn't come from the lights, from the decoration, from the music, but from the what is the real meaning of Christmas. At the heart of Christmas is the extraordinary good news that Jesus Christ was born as a Savior in this world. From the beginning to end, Christmas story is punctuated with various outburst moments of joy and 
they all the center around the birth of Christ, of Christ. Sorry, you cannot get away from it. We cannot get around it. We cannot spell Christmas without Christ. You cannot enter. We cannot enter into the true joy of the season without Jesus. So this morning, I want us to consider three truths about joy and Christmas. The first one is that Jesus brings the joy of salvation. The second is that joy leads to proclamation. And the third one is joy leads to praise. All three of these truths are found right in the very scripture passages which tell us the Christmas story. And all of these three truths together capture the true meaning of joy in Christmas. So let's start with the first one. Jesus brings joy of salvation. First of all, like, like I said, Jesus brings joy of salvation. Now, Jesus brings joy in so many aspects of our lives or areas of our lives. But the joy that is specifically associated with Christ's birth is the joy of salvation. Jesus' name means salvation. And this morning, I want us to see the connection between uh, connection that the Bible makes between salvation and joy. For example, we read David's prayer to the Lord in Psalms 51.12. He says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. David wrote these psalms after committing adultery with Bathsheba. David had sinned greatly against God. But he still understood that the connection between salvation and joy. He repented of his sin, he asked God for forgiveness, and he asked God to restore him the joy of his salvation. We find the same connection between salvation and joy in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, when Isaiah writes, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. What a beautiful image. In this passage of Isaiah, Isaiah is prophesizing about the second coming of Christ, which as we have seen in a large part of this focus of this Advent season, Advent is not only to remind us that Christ's first coming, but also is to help us as we anticipate Christ's second coming. The Advent season is to remember that Christ has come to this earth, to this world. It's not like uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. It is Christ has come. Last week, we looked at the book of Isaiah, where we saw that uh, when, Chris, when Christ returns, he will bring peace on earth, as we sing the songs, peace on earth and mercy mild. A peace that includes not only a peace among the nations, but extends to even to the nature. Now Isaiah follows that up that with Isaiah 12, chapter 12, by speaking of God's salvation and the joy that accompany his salvation. There is no true joy without salvation. And there is no true salvation without joy. The two go together. And they especially got together in those scriptures which tell us the Christmas story. For example, we read in the Gospel of Luke how when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and Elizabeth was also pregnant at this time with John the Baptist. We read in Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45, he says, At that time, 
Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill of country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby jumped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that, God, that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. I love this scene. Mary enters the house and joins the Baptist who was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb and starts jumping of joy. Why? Because as Elizabeth put it, Mary was the mother of the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mary was uh, Jesus' mother, and John was in the close proximity with Jesus, who had come to bring salvation to his people. And so John begins jumping in with joy in his mother's womb. And you might wonder, how is that possible? I'm letting you know, babies move. Every time I see my, my wife, you know, I, I feel her moving sometimes. When it's, well, it is because it's that he was filled with the joy of the Spirit. You have two of the members of the Trinity here in one house. You have God, it's the Spirit filling John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb, and God the Son growing as a child in Mary's womb. Now the Holy Spirit role is to glorify Jesus as a Savior. That's why the, Lord, the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit's job is to get excited about Jesus. And this morning, let me ask you something. Are we excited about Jesus this morning? And so when Jesus enters the house in Mary's womb, John the Baptist, who is filled with the Holy Spirit, gets excited about Jesus because the Savior has come. Another example of Jesus bringing the joy of salvation is the wise man in the Gospel of Matthew. The Bible said that they travel a great distance just to see the Messiah and to worship him. They have seen his star in the east, but they didn't know exactly where he was to be born. So they stopped in Jerusalem along the way to ask King Herod for additional information. As we read here in Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Once again, they rejoiced to find the place where Jesus was born. And why is this possible? Because Jesus is the Messiah who had come to bring salvation to his people. Salvation and joy belong together, and joy and Christmas belong together. Because Jesus came at Christmas to bring us joy especially the joy of salvation. So that's our first point of this morning, that Jesus brings the joy of salvation. The second point of this morning is that joy leads to proclamation. Jesus brings the joy of salvation, and that joy leads us to share the good news of Jesus with others. We find this truth demonstrated for us in the story of the angels and the shepherds. Let's read in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. 
And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I'll bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. Notice the news about Jesus' birth is not only good news. If somebody comes to you and tells you, hey, brother, I have news. And you might be wondering, is it good? Is it bad? But if somebody comes to tell you, I have good news, you automatically get excited. But in here we see this pattern that it was not only good news, it was a good news of great joy for all people. So, but how will all the people will know about this good news of great joy unless the shepherd shared to others? So we share good news with each other all the time. When something good happens in our lives, we talk about it with our friends, with our co-workers, at school, even we post on Facebook, on Instagram. When, we, when the good news <laughs> is the birth of a baby, we especially share it with others, don't we? I'll post it. Don't worry about it. You will know. We take pictures and send out birth announcements. We are filled with joy at the birth of a child. And that joy naturally leads to proclamation. We want everyone to know about this joy. So, well, if we tell everyone about the birth of our own babies, how much more we should, should we proclaim the birth of God's son? Good news is for sharing. There is no better news than the news the angels share with the shepherds that first Christmas Eve. They told him, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So what did the shepherds uh, do after they received this good news? Let's find out. Look at... Uh, Chapter 2, verse 15 to 18, he says, When the angels have left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds say to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem to see these things that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurry up and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen, they spread the word concerning what they had been told them about this child. And all who have heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. What the shepherds heard, this good news of great joy for all the people. First, they check it out if it was true or not. <laughs> they found out it was true. But after they have checked it out with themselves, what did they do? They spread the word to others. Why? Because good news is for sharing. This was good news of great joy for all people. And this will have been wrong. it will have been wrong for them to keep it to themselves. So the point is that joy leads to proclamation. But let me ask you something this morning. How do others see the joy of the Lord in your life? Having joy doesn't mean that everything in life is going to be well. Perhaps you're going through a situation in a family situation. Perhaps even your health is not, is not going well. 
Not everything is going to be perfect. Life could be difficult sometimes, especially during the holiday season. However, because of Jesus Christ and the gift of salvation, we can have joy despite difficult circumstances. And that joy can be used as a testimony to glorify our Savior. This is what we sing sometimes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And let's continue with the third point. That is, joy leads to praise. We find this truth demonstrated for us in two examples from the Christmas story. The first example is Mary after she hear, hears the words of prophecy from Elizabeth that we look at early in the message. Mary was filled with joy and wonder as her cousin Elizabeth spoke words of blessing and favor over her and the child she carried in her womb. Her joy could not be contained and so she burst out in songs of praise. Let's read in Luke chapter 1, verse 46, 49. This is what Mary said. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. We often call this Mary's son, as Mary magnifies or glorifies the Lord for choosing her to be the mother of Jesus. And notice that this, this joy still has to do with salvation. Mary rejoices in God's her Savior. She's filled with the joy and a goodness to her, or at God's goodness for her, sorry. And her joy... It's, it's, it's she ex ex expressing her joy. And then we find the same pattern also with the shepherds. When they return from sharing the good news of Jesus with people in the town, as we read in Luke chapter 2, verse 20, it says, The shepherd returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they have heard and seen, which they were just as they had been told. So joy leads to proclamation. So they went out and spread the world about Jesus and his birth. But joy also leads to praise. And so they returned glorifying and praising God. God chose them, chose them to be eyewitnesses to the birth of Christ. And they will never forget the things they have heard and seen that night. So the third candle that we are celebrating this morning, the Advent candle of joy reminds us these three important aspects of joy relating to Christmas. The first one, let me say it again, Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Joy leads to proclamation. And joy leads to praise. And these three aspects of joy at Christmas also become three application points for us as we respond to the message this morning. First of all, 
Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Let me ask you this, this morning. Do you know Christ as your Savior? Do you know the joy that comes from having Christ as your friend and having your sin forgiven? Do you know the joy of being restored to right relationship with God through Christ the Savior? The message that the angel gave to the shepherds that first Christmas night is just applicable to you and to me 2,000 years later, right here, right now. Let's read it again when it says, Today in the town of Plano, Texas, here at Prairie Creek Baptist Church, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. There is no true joy without salvation. There is no true salvation without joy. Jesus is, this, Jesus is the reason for the season. I heard that before. And if you have never trusted Jesus as your Savior, then you are missing out on the true joy of Christmas. Secondly, joy leads to proclamation. If you know Jesus as your Savior, then you need to spread the world. And let me ask you this morning, how many people have you told about Jesus this Christmas season? You don't need to be trained a theologian, theologian to share Christ with others. Just tell them that Christmas is all about the birth of Christ, not about the birth of Santa. Who, Christmas is all about the birth of Christ who came to be your Savior. Tell them Jesus died on the cross for their sins so they could be forgiven. Tell them that Jesus rose from the dead and that he is alive today. Tell them that Jesus is coming back to bring peace on earth. That's all very good news. And remember, good news is for sharing. If you know Jesus as your, as your Savior, then you know the joy of salvation. And joy leads to proclamation. And finally, joy leads to praise. Praise God every day for your salvation. Praise Him for His amazing grace. Praise Him for His great love in sending His Son, Jesus, to be your Savior. Praise Him for His goodness and kindness and forgiving your sins. Praise Him for the miracle of the incarnation at Christmas, that God sent the Son that took a human flesh and was born into a world as a little baby. Remember Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3 says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And so let me encourage you this morning with great, great joy, let's praise God because we have salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, are you filled with joy this Christmas season? We should be. Because God is good. Christ has come. And salvation is yours. Christmas is all about joy because joy comes from Jesus. 
And Christmas is all about God. It's all about Him. That's the perfect gift that God has given us throughout this Christmas season. So let's stand and let's praise Him together. If you don't know the joy of salvation, don't waste another day of your life. Uh, we'll have people here at the front. Come, take their hands, say, man, I want to know the joy of salvation Christ offers and let them lead you in a prayer to get this relationship started. Uh, maybe God's put on your heart today some other uh, thing that you haven't been proclaiming him or worshiping him in the joy that he has given you as you should. Whatever God lays on your heart, come. The altar is open. It's, uh, feel free to come and kneel if you just want to talk to God directly. But it, also make use of the people here who are here to pray with you. Come while we sing.